It is with joy and thanksgiving that I welcome you to worship this morning, and I welcome those of you who are watching at home, and I welcome you to First United Methodist Church here in Altamont. I'm your pastor, Reverend Paige Campbell. Well, I know that this is getting to be a very exciting season in Altamont because the fair is almost here. I know that your hearts, oh, woo, we got some people excited, and we've got some people who are going, <laughs> whatever it is in your life right now that's got you going in either a good or maybe not a good way i invite you to set that aside i invite you instead to open up your heart to god's spirit allow yourself to put aside the cares and the worries of the day and seek god in full and complete and authentic worship so I invite you now into a few moments here where you can prepare your hearts for worship. I invite you now to stand in body or spirit and join with me in our call to worship. Today is a day especially created for you to find peace and hope. Come, rest in the Lord. Our souls long for God's refreshing love. Let the demands of your week melt away in God's presence. Let us continue our worship by singing Love Divine, All Loves Excelling.
And let us join together in prayer. Let us say, Lord, we come into your presence this morning with the busy schedules of summer activities crowding our lives. Our souls need to be fed, and yet we seem powerless to find nurture and feeding that will sustain us. Open our ears, our eyes, and our hearts this day to hear your words of hope and healing for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I invite the children and the young at heart uh, to give me your attention. Wait, you should be giving me your attention anyway, right? So if you're at home and you're little, gather around the screen because I have a test for you now. Okay, that means I have a test for you too. Are you ready? Okay, all right, so I have two plants here. One is a flower and the other one is a tree. Right, okay. Note, these are not to scale. Okay, so the, the tree is, is not really as short as, as the flower, but okay. So you see, we see all of it. We see the flower and its roots, and we see the tree and its roots. So let me tell you, if I wanted to go and pull one of these out of the ground, which one would be easier to pull out of the ground? What do you think, Jaden? It depends on the kind of tools you have. <laughs> I'm going to use my hands. The flower, right. And why do you think that is? Any idea? It's, 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 it's lightweight. And it doesn't have as long of roots. Exactly, exactly. It is the root of a plant that really keeps the plant alive. And I'm from the suburbs, so I didn't know this kind of stuff growing up as well as some of the rest of you. But, you know, deep, deep roots give, make the thing above the ground very strong. That's why we have this tree. So you see the picture of the tree right there? And see how big its root system is. You all know this, right? The root system of a tree is often twice as wide as the tree itself. So that means it's very stable. It can stand up to wind and rain, but if a nice big wind came, what do you think would happen to the flower? <laughs> yep, fall over, exactly. So our scripture remind us that when we make deep roots in Jesus and in our faith, when the winds come and the heavy rains come and we feel like we're just being pushed around all over the place, we can still stand up and be tall in our faith because we have strong roots. And those are the things, the roots are below the ground. Do we see the roots most of the time? No. So, but we can see what happens from the roots. From the roots come the life of the tree or the plant. From the roots comes the beautiful flowers, the green leaves, and the strength. So we see what happens from the roots, but we don't see the roots. It's kind of like with God. We don't all see God. We can't see God. God's not going to walk in the door. But we can see the results of our faith in God, right? We can bloom like a beautiful flower rooted in God. We can sprout like a beautiful tree because we're rooted in God. So if ever you're feeling like you're being whipped around by the winds or the tough stuff of life, Remember that you are rooted 
You're rooted in your faith and in the love of Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the ways that you nourish us and feed us and how you give us strength. Help us to remember you when the times are tough. And Lord, we thank you for the way that you love us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In thanksgiving for all that is provided to us and as an expression of our faith, we worship through our giving. And so I invite our ushers to come forward now to collect our morning tithes and offerings.
Please be seated. As we enter into a time of prayer, I have the following uh, joys and concerns to share with you. Um, several of you mentioned uh, Sue Hammond, who had been in the hospital, and she's going to be coming home this afternoon. So please uh, continue to be in prayer for her. Uh, we ask for prayers for Fred Richter. Did I get her dad's name right? Okay, very good. Um, and then uh, Dick Francis as well. Um, uh, and then we also have a celebration. We have been praying for Jacob Riggerman, who has been undergoing uh, chemotherapy, and he finally gets to ring that bell, that last chemo treatment bell um, this weekend. And so we're uh, pleased at that, and we continue to pray for him um, as he recovers from his chemo and looks forward to the future. Uh, we always have other prayer concerns that are printed within your bulletin. We want to remember, of course, the needs around the world. It is strange how on the same planet we are fighting drought and fire in one area and then floods in other areas, both which are devastating not only to the earth but to the wildlife around it and, of course, to the people that it's affecting. So we want to keep those areas and those fellow citizens of the world in our prayers as well. I invite you now into a few moments of personal prayer time. Lord God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we've come into this time and this space to breathe you in. We've come to have you breathe into us a reminder of your love and of your grace. We come to breathe in your strength and your assurance, all these things that you give us because you love us. Lord, we come into this time of prayer with concerns, worries, anxieties upon our hearts. Some of those have been named, others remain inside. But you hear all of them. Lord, we ask for healing for those who are sick. Lord, we pray for relief for those who are suffering. Lord, for those who are lost, we pray that they will find your guidance. For those who doubt, Lord, we pray that 
Your light will shine upon them and they will see your way. Lord, for places that experience violence, Lord, we pray for your peace and your justice. God, we pray for our church, from our bishop to our superintendent, to all of the pastors who are this morning sharing the good news. Lord, we pray for our congregation that we will continue to be strengthened and challenged so that we can grow in our faith and knowledge of you and we can grow in our sharing of you. God, forgive us for the sins that we have committed this week. Lord, forgive us for the things that we did wrong, for the ways that we hurt others and we hurt our relationship with you. God, forgive us for the things that we didn't do, but we should have. Lord, help us to see the places in our lives where we need to repent. May we, Lord, be forgiven for our sins. And God, we thank you for the love and the grace that we know through your Son, Jesus Christ. It is through him that we receive our forgiveness. Lord, there is so much more to pray for. Now we lift our voices together and we pray to you saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
one more time with all your meaning. scripture this morning comes from the letter, letter to the church in Ephesus, the Ephesians, the third chapter, verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to our reading, hearing, and understanding of the scripture this morning. Now, if you could tell from uh, the children's message this morning, there's a little bit of a gardening theme to today. And um, just to let you know, I am not a gardener. Right, Todd? I'm not a gardener. No, I'm not a gardener. Um, give me a garden that's already been planted, and I might maintain it for you. Like, I really like weeding, especially like this afternoon would be, except for the heat, would be a great time to go weed the garden because it's really wet outside and it's really easy to pull the weeds out, right? But if I was a good gardener, I wouldn't have any weeds right now. <laughs> but one of the reasons I like to weed is because it's a great way to let out your frustrations. <clears throat> Yank those things out, you know? If you're a little mad at somebody, ah, go pull out a few dandelions and, and you might feel a little bit better afterwards. But I am really not a great gardener. I leave that up to my family. They've created some nice raised plots, and I just so that's yours, and yes. And house plants, forget it, forget it. I had a family lovingly gift me a plant as a thank you for caring for their mother when she was in the hospital. I was a hospital chaplain in Chicago at the time, and um, I cared, I you know, was chaplain to their mother when she was in the hospital and then she moved to the adjoining nursing home and I went and visited her because quite honestly, she reminded me so much of my grandmother. Well, she passed away and, and her family gifted me with a plant then as a thank you for the care that I had provided. A lovely gesture, except now I have this plant that I can't kill 
because it reminds me of not only this lovely woman, but also my grandmother. And so I struggled for years and years to keep this thing alive. And finally, mercifully, somebody else removed it from my care. And I'm praying that it's living a long, happy life away from me. Now, for the few plants that we do have at our home, which again, my husband takes care of, not me, we know that we are at the point where we need to get bigger pots because they're root bound. You know, they've grown beyond what the pot can hold, and so we need to get something bigger. Of course, I'm being ruled by, by will the new pots fit what the house looks like? Is it proper decor? You know, when really these poor plants are suffering because they don't have room to grow because you all know, because I'm gonna assume most of you are gardeners, work outside, you know, your roots need to have space to grow in order for your plant or whatever else it is to flourish. Our roots are important. The roots for a plant are important and the roots of our faith are important because both give strength and nourishment and help both the plant and the person survive the winds and waves of life. This section that we're reading from Ephesians is the end of the third chapter and the book of Ephesians is really split up into two sections and so we have been preaching through the first section, which is really the, the theology of Ephesians. And, and over the last few weeks, we've talked about how, you know, we are a blessing. God has made us a blessing. And how when we have Christ as our cornerstone, then everything else in our life will align in God's way. And today now at the end of this section, we are reminded of how God fortifies the church because this section is known as the prayer for the church. Now, of the seven verses that I read to you in the original Greek, there are actually two sentences. That's why it read so weird, so weird. But it is all, again, this wonderful wonderful reminder of God's love for us and the magnificence of God's love for us and for us as the church. Because we need to remember that the writer of this letter was writing to a church, to a group of people. So we read it both as individuals and also as the community of faith. So when the scripture says you, the writer is talking about you, the church, and you as the individual. It's we, the church. So I'm going to read this to us again. I did the classic, I printed it in the, in the PowerPoint in the New International Version, and then I printed my version as the New Revised Standard Version. That's why I had to read it off the screen. I'll get it right next time. But I'm going to read it to you again, and I want you to hear these words again, and I want you to hear and feel the joy that these words have for us as individuals, but us as a church. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, 
he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit. So the first thing that we, we should recognize, that we should, be, that we should remember, is that we can be strengthened here in our hearts, spiritually, through the power of the Holy Spirit. The first prayer isn't that we'll have a great building. The first prayer is that we, as a church, will be spiritually strengthened. That the first and most important thing that we have is the strength of God through his spirit. And it continues. And that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. And whose love are we rooted and grounded in? We are rooted and grounded in God's love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is, and this translation says breadth and length and height and depth, but you know, I mean, it's like you want to go like this, you know, the width, the height, the, the height, the depth. I just want to go like this all over. It's almost like the deep and wide, deep and wide. What's the rest of, how's the rest of that go? Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Okay, all right, maybe they got it from that. This is how much God's love has for us, that we can understand the power with all other believers. What is the height and the length and the depth of God's love for us? And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The power to comprehend in the, in the New International Version that says that you could grasp. I want you to reach out your hands without pelting the person next to you. Okay, reach out your hands. <laughs> Surely, if you're sitting close enough to someone, you love them enough to put your hands in front of them. Okay, feel how wide you can reach, okay? God's love for us as individuals and as a church goes beyond what we can hold on to physically. But perhaps in our spirits, we can begin to understand how much that is and how much is that more than we can contain, more than we can hold. So we are rooted then in God's love. Now, I want us to look at this first as individuals and say, as individuals in our walk with Christ, our faith is rooted in Christ. We talked about how Christ is our cornerstone. When we have Christ there as our starting point, then we can follow God's path in a straight way. And just as a foundation gives strength to a building, the roots give strength to a tree, and our roots of faith in God, give us strength for anything. And let me tell you, we've needed strength this last year and a half. I don't know about you, but maybe you feel like your roots have been chopped off a little bit in the pandemic. Or that, that the soil that you've been planted in has, has not allowed your roots to grow. Or you feel that perhaps instead of being deep, your roots of faith have gotten shallow 
and you're worried that maybe if the wind blows too hard, you may fall. I want to assure you that Christ's love for us can hold us in place. And that if we feel that our roots have been chopped off because of the pandemic, that the ways that we've experienced spirituality in the last year and a half have, have been altered in a way that has hurt our faith, I'm saying God is here to fertilize. God is here to bring you up. God is here to strengthen you. And that indeed your roots can grow deeper. They can. I wish I had some great agricultural analogy here about how, you know, corn grows really well in this kind of soil, but maybe not as well in this kind of soil. Help me out here, Jerry. What does it grow well in? Dark black soil, right? Corn doesn't grow as well in red clay. Oh, oh he said, no, no. Can you make corn grow in red clay? Yeah, you can. You add things to it, right? You, you work it, you fix it, you fertilize it so that although it may not be your ideal, it can grow and flourish. Maybe your faith has been living in the dark, rich soil and the pandemic has transplanted you to red clay. That does not mean that you are lost. That means that we need to engage in those ways then where we can continue to grow and flourish our rootedness. We need to do things to help us grow those strong roots. And as a church, oh, we know as a church, I know as a pastor, I feel like the pandemic just, just, it's like the windstorm that goes through and knocks down the first five rows of corn on the edge of the field. I just felt knocked down and defeated. And I don't know if I can get back up. Well, I do know now that I can get up. I actually feel much better about things, but maybe you don't, <laughs> and that's okay. But we as a church, when we're at these points in our lives as a congregation, we need to remember that there are those who went before us who experienced hardship and difficulties, and yet as a church continued, as a church, they they focused in on their roots. They focused on the love of God. They focused on being disciples of Jesus Christ. Maybe they didn't worry about all the other stuff at the moment. They just focused on their faith. And the church survived. And our church does survive. And maybe as a church it is like we have been transplanted from rich soil to something with some more clay in it, but that doesn't mean that we can't flourish and grow, that God doesn't have plans for us because God does. God knows that we as a church are rooted and grounded in love, and so God calls us as church in those times when things seem more difficult to dig in and to hold on to what we know and use that to strengthen us. The passage concludes, Now to him who by the power at work within us 
is able to accomplish abundantly more than all we can ask or imagine. God can do more with us as individuals and with us as a church than we could ever imagine. We are not creative enough to understand what God can do with us. But for this God, our God, our creator, our savior, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. This is a prayer for the church, a reminder of the church, for the church that God has given us what we need. We just need to reach down deep and depend on our rootedness in times when we are unsure. So I ask you as individual, how are your roots? How is your root system? Are your roots deep? Do you feel like they've got room to grow, that they want to grow? Or do you feel like your roots have been cut off? That, that something's missing, that the strength is no longer there, or that your roots are shallow, and that perhaps given the right thing, you might not have strength enough to persevere in your faith. If that is the case, then I invite you to seek God in new ways, to, to seek God daily, pray every day. Start simple. Say a prayer at your meal. Hey, that's really easy. Start simple. Pray before you go to sleep. Start simple. Pray when you wake up. Five minutes a day. The average Christian hardly prays five minutes a day. And we wonder why our roots are not deep sometimes. Read the scriptures. Read the Bible. And ask questions about it. Explore it. Understand it. Study it. Hey, join Sunday school. How about that? Give yourself an opportunity to be with folks who are at also reading and questioning and seeking understanding. Find ways to strengthen your roots. And for us as a church, we have strong roots. We have been here a long time, and we will be here a long time. And so we need to remember the love and faith of Christ for us as a church. We need to be a congregation that loves Christ well and then shows Christ. And we need to be a congregation that is willing to grow in the ways that God is calling us to grow. And we will be able to do that when we are rooted and grounded in our faith. So I'm going to give you just a minute to examine your own hearts. And to ask yourself, how are your roots? Do you need fertilizer? How can your roots be strengthened? And then I will close us with a word of prayer.
God, in our hearts we know that our faith in you is all the support that we need. And that when we lean into you, when we seek you, at all times you are there to strengthen and support us. But God, so many other times in our lives, we become distracted or disoriented. And instead of leaning on you, we lean on something else or maybe someone else. We do that in our own faith, and Lord, too, we do that sometimes as the church. Forgive us, God, for not trusting in your strength. And Lord, help us as individuals and as a congregation and as a church universal to remember that we are strengthened and we are held up by you and that you can do things that surpass all of our understanding. Forgive us when we don't believe in you that way, and Lord, help us to rely on you in that way so that we can truly be rooted and grounded in you and in your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray these things in his strong and mighty name. Amen. In our news to share, I want to invite all of you out to the fellowship hall after worship where we will have snacks and coffee. This is something that we are now going to be doing after worship every week. And so don't head out those doors right away. Come on down and, and share in uh, conversation and coffee with one another. During that same time, I'll be having kind of an organizational meeting for our Sunday school, for our adult Sunday school. So if you are interested in adult Sunday school, then I invite you to stay. We'll gather in a corner. I'll give you kind of the idea of where we're going to go from this point forward. And uh, hopefully we'll have something going for that in the next week or two as we continue to normalize how we worship together. Uh, when I look at the other announcements, Knitting with Love on Monday morning. And otherwise, um, it's time to prepare for, for the fair. How many of you are, are involved in the fair in some way, shape, or form? Through yourselves or your family? Yep, all right. So for all of you, I pray God's blessing on you, that we have good weather, and that we have a wonderful regathering in an event that is so important in our community. With all that being said now, I invite you to stand as you are able and let us sing our closing song, Cornerstone.
He is our cornerstone. God is our roots and our strength. Knowing all of that, go forth full of God's love, full of God's grace, and share God's love and God's grace with the world. Be in peace until we gather together again. Amen. And thank you, Olivia, for playing for us this summer. And we look forward to seeing you at break. <laughs> I invite you to the fellowship hall for cookies, coffee, and conversation. The First United Methodist Church is a church of open hearts, open minds, and open doors, seeking to help everyone come to know Jesus Christ, both in Altamont and around the world. Our worship services are at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and all are welcome in person after the COVID crisis, but now online at our YouTube channel, Altamont First UMC. You can also find the link on Facebook at our Facebook page, First United Methodist Church Altamont. We will begin worship shortly.